is a presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Cougars basketball is on the air. Open in the corner, Spencer Johnson for three, and he knocks it down. Spencer Johnson. This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. To get you ready for BYU versus NC State, here's Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. It is presented, as always, by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the BYU Cougars face the NC State Wolfpack in the championship game of the Vegas Showdown. BYU is playing for the title because it beat Arizona State last night, 77-49. to I hope you were able to stay up late and check it out. It was a dominating performance by the Cougars, and the star of the game was Noah Waterman. Noah finished with a career-high 24 points that included 6 of 9 from 3. He was brilliant and actually the only Cougar to score in double figures. That by itself is impressive with such a blowout victory. Now Noah is going to be available to play tonight after he came off the bench late in the game during a scuffle between Atiki Ali Atiki and Watson from ASU. Atiki threw a punch and was ejected. He will not play tonight because of the mandatory mandatory suspension for fighting. Waterman came off the bench but did not participate in the fight, so he was also ejected, but because he was not a participant, he will not be suspended. That is certainly good news for BYU, especially when you talk about him coming off a career-high 24 points in the win last night. The Cougars right now 5-0 and and quite frankly playing fantastic basketball. BYU's early season has seen the Cougars shoot the ball so efficiently and it has them near the top of college basketball in multiple offensive categories. Tonight they have a shot at the Vegas Showdown Championship as they face North Carolina State. Now the Wolfpack beat Vanderbilt yesterday 84-78. to NC State is also undefeated to start the season. However, they've played one less game. They are 4-0 and to begin this college basketball season. This is the fifth all-time matchup between these two teams. BYU has never beaten NC State. The last time the Cougars and Wolfpack actually met was all the way back in 2004. DJ Burns Jr. and Jaden Taylor are the leading scorers for the Wolfpack this season at 14 points per game. In fact, Taylor faced BYU last season When he was a member of the Butler team, he finished with 20 points in the game against the Cougars. All right, for more on tonight's matchup, I was able to get a few minutes with BYU assistant coach Nick Robinson a few hours ago, and I started things off by getting his takeaways from last night's win over the Sun Devils. What an incredible effort by our Cougars. I mean, the guys came out and they played hard. It was a little bit ugly kind of back and forth, uh, you know, to start the game. Uh, We get towards the middle of the first half and our guys start to kind of find a little bit of a rhythm. And we come out in the second half and, uh, you know, played great BYU basketball. Uh, I think Coach Pope was really pleased with our guys' fight and effort and intentionality uh, for all 40 minutes uh, on the first night of this Vegas showdown. What did change for you? Because as you alluded to, you know, neither team really started out shooting the ball well at all, but then something clicked. What was that something that clicked? You know, I think for our guys, they really felt like, wow, we can guard these guys. Uh, We can actually move the basketball uh, the way that we want to. And once they kind of found that rhythm, uh, then our shots became a lot uh, easier. Uh, meaning that, uh, you know, teammates were uh, finding great opportunities uh, for each other, uh, which really has helped us 
um, you know, as we've gone throughout the season to this point. Well, and especially early, and it continued through the game, what Noah Waterman did was absolutely unbelievable. A career-high 24 points last night. And Coach, he's looked like a completely different player from last year. I know last year was not the season he had hoped to have. It wasn't the season you guys hoped he was going to have. But boy, has he come out strong to start this year. Where has he made his biggest improvement coming into this season? You know, I think for Noah and multiple guys, uh, to be a year under Coach Pope's tutelage and within the program uh, helps to kind of solidify what expectations, uh, you know, they have for themselves, uh, but also the expectation they have towards their teammates, uh, you know, as they step onto the floor. Uh, Noah has been incredible with uh, his willingness uh, to fight for his teammates, his willingness to uh, step up for his teammates, his willingness to uh, you may make small adjustments. Uh, you know, one of those things that he's done incredibly well this year is rebounding the basketball. Uh, it's just been, we saw it in spurts last year, but he's just been so consistent uh, in his rebounding effort, his rebounding mentality. Uh, and we've seen uh, similar improvements on the defensive end, uh, which then ultimately has allowed his offense to kind of, uh, you know, be a little bit more free, uh, you know, in his mind from a catch and shoot perspective. Is there anything that you can pinpoint? Because obviously every game is unique and it has its own set of circumstances. But the fact that, that you guys have started the season as well as you have, is there something that has been a constant that, that you can sort of attribute the strong start to? You know, I think going on the foreign tour uh, really provided a camaraderie for our guys. Um, it kind of gave them a little bit more permission to be able to uh, speak with one another, both on the court as well as off the court. Um, and they were able to find uh, a very, very unique and nice rhythm uh, in terms of their talk amongst one another. And so uh, Coach Pope has really leaned into that, uh, you know, for each of our guys uh, to be open with their communication with one another uh, so that they can really take ownership of this team. And so, you know, as we started this year, our guys have been really consistent um, at both ends of the floor of finding solutions themselves, both defensively uh, while they're out there live, uh, but also offensively. And so to see that process work in real time has been really, really fun. This is somewhat of a logistical question, but I'm kind of fascinated by this. When you when you play in these MTEs, the turnaround from one game to the next is is so quick and it's it's it almost feels like you're cramming for a test. And last night's game was such a late game to begin with, but as soon as that buzzer sounded, you guys were on to NC State. Can you take our listeners through that kind of a turnaround and what you guys as coaches do during these MTEs to to literally flip the switch immediately to the next opponent? Yeah, so we're really fortunate to have great staff, um, you know, our graduate assistants, operations director, our video guys, uh, to be able to help us prepare, you know, for whoever might come next. Uh, but as soon as the game ended, uh, we then, uh, you know, kind of recap that game in, you know, five minutes, and then we turned our attention uh, to uh, North Carolina State. So, you know, we met as coaches while the players went to their uh, rooms to be able to get changed. Uh, we came uh, back and met as a team so that we could go over, uh, you know, some personnel, you know, North Carolina State, get a little bit of a feel and a rhythm for them. And then we, you know, broke down the film as the staff, um, you know, throughout uh, you know, to get to this morning. Um, and then we met, uh, you know, as a staff to kind of solidify the game plan that had been tossed around uh, earlier this week. 
in order to be able to then uh, present to the team, uh, you know, as they got there, you know, I had some breakfast and then uh, we're able to present, you know, really the game plan. So, uh, you know, our game day routine is pretty similar to what we always do. Uh, but again, like you said, we're just uh, providing a little bit more information in a shorter amount of a time. Sometimes you get to bed last night. How much sleep are you going off of right now? You know, I'm not sure. You know, we're too worried about that, but I've got plenty of energy uh, <laughs> to be able to, uh, uh, you know, get through uh, a wonderful day, uh, you know, here in Vegas to be able to come out and compete. Well, you're missing the snow out here, so I'm sure you're real uh, broken up about that. So, <laughs> well, let's let's focus on the Wolfpack. They beat Vanderbilt. That sets up the matchup tonight. What's the scouting report on tonight's opponent? Yeah, North Carolina State's a very good basketball team. Uh, they brought in a couple of grad transfers. They've got some returners. So they're really senior and junior uh, laden. Um, you know, number 30, uh, Burns Jr., uh, you know, a returning player, an all-conference guy. They're leading scorer right now. Um, you know, has a huge presence uh, in the middle of the floor. Um, he's extremely skilled. Um, you know, he's able to kind of get their guys going uh, in the half-court sets. And then their guards are really dynamic in the in transition in the full court. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, our effort to be able to limit their transition points. Um, it's going to be our effort to be able to kind of keep them in front of us in the half-court. Uh, and then like we've been trying to do pretty consistently throughout uh, this year is to really rebound and finish our defense. You know, they're, they're a really good basketball team. Uh, you know, we were, I guess, fortunate to be able to play in Arizona State. Um, North Carolina State's got some similarities, right, in how they play. Uh, you know, they'll look to pressure. Um, you know, they'll look to, you know, kind of attack uh, in different ways, uh, both offensive and de defensively, to try to get us on our heels. Uh, but we did a nice job yesterday and wanted to do the same, you know, playing on our toes and being uh, assertive and in attack mode throughout the night. You're going to be without a tiki tonight due to the one game suspension for being involved in that scuffle late in the ball game. What are you going to miss without a tiki out there losing some size, obviously, but, but what does his loss mean for you guys tonight? Yeah, as we've seen all year, right, Atiki's presence, um, his energy, right, his defensive impacts, uh, his rebounding tenacity, uh, you know, those three things, uh, you know, are areas that we uh, really appreciate about Atiki. You know, he doesn't back down from anybody, which is a real quality that brings, you know, kind of a mental toughness uh, to all of our guys, because we know that Atiki uh, has that presence. So, you know, we're going to need a couple of guys to come in and step up, um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, what they do best, which will be different than a Tiki. Um, but we really feel like as a team, uh, you know, we'll be able to manage, you know, and guys will step up, but we'll be able to manage, uh, you know, the Wolfpack as they, you know, bring their best effort tonight. The team's three-point shooting has been very impressive, but you're also, I believe, first in the nation in three-point defense. So which is more impressive to you? Or, or maybe, maybe the more important question is, which is more important with this team? You know, I think the combination of both is really, really important for our team, right? Coach Pope, uh, right, and the staff have really been emphasizing, right, a thrust and a fast pace uh, to earn great shots. And we want a lot of those shots to be threes. And so, you know, when we play at that speed and allow them to be open, um, you know, we're shooting a pretty good percentage. And we've got multiple guys that are capable of doing that. So, you know, when we're doing that at the offensive end, our ability to be able to uh, limits, right, the three-point shooting of our opponents means that we're getting three points versus two points. Um, and so the more that we can do that, uh, you know, the better we feel, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, hopefully the margin, you know, but uh, again, shots, you know, sometimes don't go down for us and the other team is going to hit some. So, 
you know, again, I think it's the combination of uh, being able to uh, shoot a lot of threes and make them at a high percentage uh, and uh, keep our opponents from doing that. Cougar fans certainly represented uh, themselves well at the game last night. You expecting uh, quite a few uh, Cougar fans wearing royal blue tonight? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I mean, to be able to walk into that arena uh, and have uh, it, you know, 80% blue, yeah. right, on Thanksgiving nights. I mean, we were so grateful uh, for all those that came out to attend. And, yes, we expect, uh, you know, some more Cougar fans to be out tonight uh, in Vegas on a Friday night. Uh, you know, get that, you know, Black Friday shopping done early and uh, come out and enjoy the game. There we go. Coach, thanks for the uh, thanks for the time. Great insight and uh, good luck tonight against Wolfpack. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Go Cougs. That was BYU assistant basketball coach Nick Robinson. Always appreciate Coach's comments. Coming up next, we will head to the Michelob Ultra Arena for a courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Mark's going to be on the call tonight. Uh, Greg Rubel is in Stillwater, Oklahoma, getting ready for tomorrow's football game. So uh, Mark Durant and Tyson Jex will be on the call from Las Vegas, and we'll talk with Mark when we come back as we get you ready for the Cougars and the Wolfpack on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. And enjoying uh, the first match here. And I'm just, Jason, going to try and uh, channel my inner Jason Shepard on the play-by-play tonight. <laughs> oh, you're very And uh, we'll see how it goes. You're, you're very kind. You're very kind. But, hey, it, it, at least that you guys have the snow like we have, right? I mean, you guys have snow down there, right? Yeah. Yeah, big snowstorm <laughs> last night, freezing cold here. Well, uh, you're not missing either anything. Either that or it was sunny in 60 so yeah well we're dealing with the snow look we're going to handle the snow we're going to take all of the bad weather we're going to put that on our shoulders all you need to worry about is helping the Cougs get the win tonight and and what a victory last night Mark that was an impressive victory I know you and Greg and you know we're talking about it was it was a an ugly start for both teams but when BYU clicked in boy did they click in Noah Waterman a fantastic performance what were your takeaways when you look back on last night's victory well, I, I think I attribute uh, a little bit of the the, the start. Uh, it's not like BYU wasn't ready to go. They, they were playing hard, just not making shots. And it's the first time away from the Merritt Center. That's different. Um, and Arizona State, as kind of bad as they were on offense last night, a very good defensive team, very physical, quick, uh, got out to shooters. And I, I think BYU had to – acclimatize himself to that a little bit uh in that game and and then it's just a matter of somebody making some shots for you whether it was spencer johnson in that first half or noah waterman or even trey Trey stewart hit a big big shot get the lid off a little bit get your confidence going and say yeah we we know how to shoot it we we can do this and uh, i i think it, it was just a little bit of a a slow start for for a variety variety of reasons but at the end of it BYU was playing great, shoot, shooting the ball very well, and getting another huge win over a, a strong opponent. What are you seeing differently from Noah Waterman this year? And you know, I talked with with Coach Robinson in the last segment and asked him uh, about this. What are you seeing on the floor? Because he, he he looks like a completely different player. It looks like he's carrying himself in a different way. And boy, did he look great last night! But even in some of the games to start the year, Mark, where he, his stats in terms of points weren't huge, he still played a role in the victories. And I just, I, I've just i been so impressed with him. What do you think has, has changed with him this year? Well, when I got to BYU uh, 100 years ago, 
I, I, I just wanted to find out how I could play. Uh, I wasn't going to be Marty Haas or Andy Toulson, but I wanted to play. And so I thought, what do I need to do out on the floor to, to have the coach want me in the game? And one was play really good defense, as hard as I could. And two was go get rebounds. Uh, no one was expecting me to score. No one really needed me to score. Uh, but make my teammates better. Um, you know, get those offensive rebounds. G- give the team multiple opportunities and be a, a shutdown defender. And obviously Noah's a lot better than I am, but but was. But uh, th- I think that's kind of – I think the first year he's like, i got to get my shots. i got to score. You know, that's what I do. I'm a three-point shooter. But now I think it's more – I'm just going to go out and play hard, play good defense, and rebound. All the other things will take care of themselves. I'm not even worried about shooting. If it's open, I'm going to take it. But uh, if you focus on those things that you really have a lot of control over and just how hard you're playing, the other things will take care of themselves. And, and Noah's done that. He's, he's just playing really, really good basketball. And whether he scores 24 like last night or he scores you know four or five uh, like some of the other games, he's still really helping this team be better. And uh, – I've been so pleased with how, how Noah's playing and his attitude and his approach. Uh, he frustrated the heck out of me sometimes last year. I didn't know if he could be this player, but he has proved me wrong, and and credit to him. I mean, to, to change your mindset and to do the work necessary to, to be that type of player, I mean, that it's hard to play defense. It's hard to get those rebounds, and, and he's doing the work and is committed to it, and I've just been so impressed with Noah. We all held our breath last night when we realized that Noah had been ejected for coming off the bench during the uh, the brouhaha uh, involving Atiki Ali Atiki, <laughs> where where he was ejected as well. You know, because Noah was not involved in anything beyond just getting off the bench, he he's able to play tonight, which is certainly good news. Atiki is suspended for tonight. He's not going to be available. Um, his stats have not been huge, but he's a big body. And you're going to certainly need that. He's obviously got fouls that can be used. What, what, what are they missing without a tiki tonight? And and how do they make up for that? Do you think? Of all the games that BYU's played so far this year, this was the game against North Carolina State that they really could have used a tiki. Uh, they've got just a, a giant of a man inside. Um, DJ Burns, really good player, really skilled. And you're just going to have to be able to put some bodies on him. You don't necessarily want to do, put Foose on him because you're liable to pick up some fouls and you want to keep Foose in the game. Um, and, and so, you know, Noah, Noah's – I mean, he, I think Burns could floss his teeth with Noah Waterman. So, I mean, he's just a big guy. So that really was a, a awful uh, decision for him to, to do that. And the game was in hand. I mean, it, it was just a, a silly – silly thing for him to do and it hurts his team because he's not available tonight in a game where of all the games BYU's played this this is the one where they really could have used him well what is the scouting report you mentioned Burns down low and just how big he is uh and imposing he is what else stands out to you about this Wolfpack team that's coming off uh a win over Vandy and come in 4-0 yeah I watched a lot of that game last night and uh I saw a lot of pressure uh full court pressure uh, I think playing against Arizona State and their pressure last night will really help BYU deal with uh, North Carolina State's pressure. It's a different press, but uh, BYU, I, I think, has now, like I said, become acclimated to 
that that type of athleticism and that kind of pressure. So that that will help BYU. But NC State is a high-pressure team that wants to turn you over, and they take really good care of the basketball. So turnovers will be a key storyline tonight. Uh, they, they've got some good players. Uh, Dennis Parker had 18. Uh, Jaden Taylor had 18 last night. So they've got some scores, and then they got the big guy inside. So not a lot of weaknesses for, for NC State. Uh, the, the, the big guy, he's a little bit, uh, how should I say this delicate, delicately, maybe not in prime physical shape. Um, so he may be limited minutes-wise, but uh, he's really skilled. I mean, he's got great footwork for a big man. And his size, his quickness he has is pretty impressive. But, you know, it, it's a solid, solid basketball team. They're, they're undefeated, like BYU. And uh, I think this is going to be probably the, the biggest test, maybe other than San Diego State uh, for BYU, and, and a really important test. I mean, if you can get this win, you're really setting yourself up uh, for some really good things. <laughs> and that's what this team wants, and we'll see how they perform. I asked Coach Robinson this question in our interview in the last segment, but I wanted to ask you the same thing. Is BYU's impressive three-point shooting more impressive or maybe more important than the fact that they're the best team in the nation in three-point defense. Which one of those holds more weight, in your opinion? Well, I I, I guess if I had to choose, I'd choose making the three. Um, but, you know, you saw the three-point scoring differential last night. And if you can combine the two, so a team's getting twos while you're getting threes. It's just, I mean, the math... I mean, I, I know you're not uh, a math genius, uh, mm-hmm. Jason. Nobody ever accused me of that. But three is more than two, and so if you're if you're keeping a team like to, you know two two like two last night or three or four or five or six whatever, and you're shooting over t- you're making over ten, you know they're going to have to do some other things really really well to be in the game with you. And uh, so if you can combine the two, I mean that's obviously the right answer is you combine the two, but. Uh, it's always important to make more than the other team. And uh, so I really like, you know, BYU, again, is not a team that you would think necessarily would be a great three-point defensive team. But I think Noah Waterman, again, is important because six, he's 6'11", but he can cover the perimeter, so it's hard to shoot over him. And, and you've just got really aggressive guys. Trey Stewart, super athletic on the, on the perimeter, and it just makes it very difficult for teams to get open looks. All right, Mark, I'm going to let you go. I, don't, I, I probably kept you longer than I should have. You've got to keep that voice warm. You've got to make sure that it lasts for the game. Um, How do you do this, man? I mean, this, this, this is hard being, uh, you know. That's look, why you and Greg get paid the big money. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you go. I would like you to put a warm uh, towel around your, your throat <laughs> until you talk again. Um, and you and Tyson have a great call. Uh, and uh, I will be back here cheering you on and uh, and helping you out throughout the night, all right? Hey, thanks, my brother. All right, there we go. That is the great Mark Durant. You will hear him on the call filling in for Greg Rubel. Uh, Tyson Jex uh, will also be on the broadcast as the analyst tonight with Mark Durant. And speaking of Greg Rubel, I believe that we are going to talk with the voice of the Cougars when we come back. Lots to talk about. We've got, obviously, basketball. This is a basketball pregame show, for crying out loud. Uh, so we'll talk to him about that. Women's soccer is in action right now. Um, and spoiler alert, I'm going to give you three seconds before I, I give you a score, or at least tell you how things are going if you don't want to know the score in three, two, one. Uh, BYU women's soccer's got some work to do in the second half. 
Uh, we'll get into that. Plus, uh, Greg is in Stillwater getting ready for the final regular season game for BYU football. Lots to talk to Greg about, and we will do it next when we return on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. With more Mountain America Cougar Pregame Live, here's Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We're getting you ready for the championship game of the Vegas Showdown between BYU and NC State. And uh, how about this? Going to break, I said BYU women's soccer's got some work to do. Well, they're on the comeback trail. They were down 3 nothing. They're in the 61st minute, and the Cougars finally on the board. A goal by Bella Felino, and it's now 3-1 North Carolina, but still uh, still some work for the Cougars to do. But, hey, you get on the board, and now you just see what happens. And, uh, you know, it sounds like a pretty good time to bring in the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Let's, uh, let's have Greg join the program from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Greg, you're going to be calling uh, football tomorrow uh, with Hans Olsen and Mitchell Juergens, uh, Ben Bagley. Uh, we'll be filling in for me on the studio since I've got women's basketball tomorrow. Uh, but uh, you're out there. That means that you're not in Vegas for basketball or here for soccer. Um, let's start with soccer since BYU just scored their first goal. Uh, how big is that one goal when you're down 3 nothing? Well, uh, here's the thing, Jace. And since North Carolina went up 3 nothing, they haven't had the ball. I mean, BYU has totally outplayed North Carolina since going down 3 nothing. Well, you say, well, since going down 3 nothing, that's, that, 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 that's the ball game. But North Carolina has been under constant threat. Well, I think we're having some issues. I am not able to hear Greg Rubel. So we're going to try and get that figured out. Um, let's just uh, let's go ahead and update you again. So it's 3-1 North Carolina. They're in the 63rd minute. Uh, BYU just got on the board. The goal again from Bella Foligno. Uh Right now, the Cougars, there we go. The, Greg, is that yep. you? Do I got you now? <laughs> yes, I'm back with you. Yes. Sure what happened there. Yes, I've got you. Yes. I, I, I'm not sure when I cut off exactly, but I was just talking about the fact that, that North Carolina has not looked very good at all since going up 3 nothing, and now it's 3-1 because they've been under constant threat ever since going up 3 nothing. And, and BYU's connecting. BYU's had all the possession. Carolina can't connect the pass. It's been a different soccer match after the 3 nothing lead. The question is, can BYU find two more goals in the next 27 minutes? But the way they're playing, I, I wouldn't say they can't because they've, they've looked like absolutely the better team over the last – uh, 45 to 50 minutes of soccer play. They're just not, they have to just find the, you know, they have to, have to find the back of the net two more times, but it's all BYU right now. Carolina does not look good at all since taking that big lead. Now, Carolina scored three times in 20 minutes. Can yeah. BYU score, you know, at least two more times in 25? I think absolutely. Well, and look, stranger things have happened, and we know that there's just something special about South Field. BYU plays so well at South Field, and I think that's why I was in such shock when, first off, they were down. One nothing, and then you know, in ten within the first ten minutes of the match, they were down two nothing, and then ultimately three nothing until just a few minutes ago. I just that scenario never crossed my mind that that would play out the way that the game started. Yeah, BYU doesn't find itself in these situations at all, down three nil. But this is, you know, for most of the season, the most prolific offensive team in the country. So uh, don't I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past BYU to find at least two more goals here in 25 minutes because they've, they've been the better team since going down big early. So 
We'll see if some uh, Southfield magic comes into play as the snow falls uh, there in Provo on a bitterly cold night. But uh, there are encouraging signs, even though the fact BYU was down 3-0 to a legendary program with a legendary coach in Anson Dorrance. Uh, Jen Rockwood's a legend herself, and, and her players are certainly no slouches. And what I'm seeing has been actually very encouraging. And, again, it's been, it's been Carolina on the back heel nonstop since they took that big lead. All right, let's talk some hoops. Uh, an impressive win for BYU last night. They, they utterly dominated ASU in the game last night. Uh, really, after the slow start, once BYU got going, they never let up. Uh, it was a really impressive win. What has impressed you most about this team and their 5-0 and start? Well, and by the way, it's also good to see Arizona State uh, playing so well tonight yeah. and taking care of Vanderbilt pretty handily right now, too. So that's good, too, when you can blow out a team like ASU and have ASU bounce back and, and look good the next night. So that, that, that's positive. The thing that was most impressive, Jason, was, you know, BYU didn't, you know, it was well-documented. They didn't shoot the ball well to start the game. It was pretty brutal there, both teams. So they just said, well, if, if our shots aren't, aren't going to drop, let's just make sure we grab every rebound available. <laughs> and, and that's what BYU did. And, and so it, it was a matter of saying, we'll find a different way to stay in and win this game. And, and then when they really needed a shot, who provided it? It was Trey Stewart with an NBA-length three late in the first half that started that run that ended the first half, and that really changed the tone of the game. I, again, it was a ball game approaching halftime, and ASU was like, well, we're going to just ugly this up and muddy it up and hang with you guys one way or another. And then Trey hit that big three, hit a couple free throws right after that, and the Cougs go on that run that kind of uh, you know, changed the tone of that game right before halftime. But I thought the fact that they were just owning every rebound, it was 11 nothing, I think, offensive rebounds at one point before ASU grabbed two late offensive rebounds in the first half. But that's what BYU did. They said, we'll just find a way to do what we do best. And in that instance, it was just rebounding. And BYU's been such a good rebounding team. I talked with Coach Pope after the game about it. BYU coming into tonight is 2-1 to one in offensive rebounds over the opposition right now. And that's, and that's just one of many, many things BYU's doing so well right now. What do you think of all of the things, whether it's the, the perimeter shooting, the three-point defense, the rebounding that you talk about? Look, the answer that we hope is the truth is that it's all sustainable. But what do you think is the most sustainable uh, that they're doing now uh, early in the season? Yeah, I, I think it probably has to. I think, I think you have to look at, at the three-point number and say these are, these are good three-point shooters. Um, we knew that, that Trevor Noah would have an impact on this team when he came back. And, and it's proven to be the case. Um, I, I think that is sustainable. Um, I, I don't know that, you know, we, you, know you, you talk with Mark about that, um, that three-point defense number, ranking number one right now. Ken Palm, he, he maintains that, 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 that three-point defense is, is he, he says defense has little control over the opponent's three-point percentage. He says that number tends to fluctuate over the course of the season. But I'm not sure BYU is going to stay one or top five in three-point defense over the course of the year. But I think this is a team composed – of really good three-point shooters, and and I think I think that that does translate and can be sustainable for BYU. And again, it, 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 the rebounding numbers BYU is putting up shows this will be a team dedicated to crashing hard. And and Coach Pope talked about last night um, different ways to rebound, uh, different tactical uh, uh, wrinkles they brought to the team that way. And and so, yeah, I, I think if if you can be uh, a top of the t- a top of the line rebounding team on both ends of the floor, which BYU's been. And we already know what, what a difference maker three-point shooting is. Um, those are two pretty good things to lean on as you go through the course of the season. All right, let's uh, switch gears and talk some BYU football before we let you go. Uh, you are in Stillwater, the Cougars and the Cowboys wrapping up the regular season tomorrow. We certainly hope it's not the last 
BYU football game of the season. They're still looking for that sixth victory in the season. Um, just your your overall thoughts on this matchup in, in what is a big game for both sides. Yeah, and full disclosure, uh, just north of Oklahoma City, it'll be a little bit of a drive to Stillwater tomorrow, but I'm staying closer to town so I can pick up uh, Hans and, and Mitch and our spotter, Jake Murphy, tonight before we all drive to Stillwater tomorrow. So closer to OKC than Stillwater right now, but we'll be there um, in, in the morning for sure. Um, I, this, is a, this is a game where I think BYU looks at OSU and says, yeah, they're, 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 they're playing for a spot in the Big 12 title game for a lot of good reasons, but they, they, they have had some, some vulnerabilities defensively, and I think Aaron Roderick believes that this is a team against which BYU can get some things done on offense. Uh, Oklahoma State's allowed 30 or more six times this year. Uh, they've scored 30 or more only four times. So they, they found a way to win the lower scoring games. But I look at their last six weeks. These are some of the yardage numbers Oklahoma State's allowed over the last six weeks. 500, 475, 442, 492, 592. Those numbers are music to BYU's ears because the Cougars have a tough time getting the 400. And, and yet this is a team that has proven susceptible defensively. And so can BYU turn this thing into a shootout? I think if the Cougars can, that's their best chance at victory in this game. Of course, it all comes back down to Ollie Gordon. Um, Alan Bowman actually had a really good passing week last week, but he's a 59% passer. He's, he's 10 touchdowns, nine picks. That's not where they butter their bread. Uh, Ollie Gordon is something special. He's the nation's leading rusher. Uh, he averages seven yards a carry, 15 rushing touchdowns. He's just spectacular. And now if BYU can do what it has done with the other previous top running backs they've faced this year, that's half the battle, too, because none of these great Big 12 backs BYU's seen this year, Chef, have gotten to their average against BYU. So if BYU can somehow keep Ollie under his number and somehow turn this into a shootout, let's see where the Cougars uh, stand um, uh, tomorrow in Stillwater. But uh, Oklahoma State has much more to play for than BYU. Yes, BYU's playing for a bowl game, but OSU is playing for a spot in the Big 12 title game. Either way, compelling buildup. It's an empty the tank, one game, winning your in-game for BYU. Um, it looked better, Shep, when it was five games to win one. Yep. Now it's one game to win one, <laughs> but there it is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a big one. I'm excited to see how BYU comes out in this game. I, I think we were all so impressed with how they handled things against Oklahoma. Obviously, the turnovers were the difference. Without those turnovers, BYU wins that game. But I, I think if that team yeah. comes out and can just clean things up, I think they got a great chance tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, as long as they're you know in the game at halftime, which they certainly were against OU, let's see where things go in the final 30 because that would be a great situation for the Cougs just to be in it uh, with Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma State you know, found itself trailing by, by two scores yeah. in Houston last week and then hit the switch, and then they left Houston in the, in, in, in the rear view in quite a hurry. So it's a potent team. They can do it in short order. They've got a, 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 an exceptional talent in, all, in, uh, in Ollie Gordon. Um, I, I, so many things to like about the buildup for this game tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, what a setup. I mean, things don't look great for BYU to get to the postseason, but what a way to do it by playing not only just a spoiler, for a team trying to get to the Big 12 title game, but punching your own postseason ticket. That's right. Cougar pregame live tomorrow. Uh, ben Bagley will be the host with Hans Olsen. You'll be there, Greg. Mitchell Jurgens will be there. It will start at 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time, and then kickoff will be at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. 
right here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Greg, thanks for uh, for joining me. We, we got in some soccer talk, which, by the way, the score is still 3-1. They're in the 70th minute, uh, so BYU still down two goals. But we got some soccer talk. We got college basketball talk and college football talk in one show. It was, uh, it was fun, man. Appreciate you doing that. All right, that was the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, and we're going to hand things off to Mark Durant and Tyson Jex down in Las Vegas. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show coming your way next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Zions Bank. For 150 years of helping you succeed, Zions Bank is for you. Here's your host, Mark Durant. Well, good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Happy Thanksgiving weekend and welcome in courtside inside Michelob Ultra Arena at the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino Complex in Las Vegas, Nevada for BYU's closing game here at the Vegas showdown. Cougars tonight playing in the tournament championship game against North Carolina State. BYU won its Thursday night opener in a runaway against Arizona State while the Wolfpack took care of Vanderbilt to set up tonight's title matchup. So yesterday's winners are meeting in the championship game while Thursday's losers are playing in the third place game. And in that game, Vanderbilt trails Arizona State 67-57. It has been more than that. And Andy making a little bit of a run with 4.04 left in that one. My name is Mark Durant, and with Greg Rebell in Oklahoma for BYU football at Oklahoma State tomorrow, I'll have tonight's play-by-play call. Once again, joined by on the headset by my BYU basketball communications director, Tyson Jex. Tyson and I, as you may remember, worked last year together one year ago today, actually, Tyson, in the Bahamas, and we called an epic BYU comeback win over Dayton. So, Tyson... Whether or not BYU needs to come from behind tonight against NC State, here's uh, hoping we retain our undefeated record. I, I can only hope so, Mark. Uh, I hope we, oh, we don't have to have that much stress. I remember the last year, that first half, we were just was a, little, a little down. And then in the second half, we, I mean, we got amped. And then in the, what, what were they down? Do you remember 24 or 25 uh, or I, something? I pull it up, you, it, you're the guy that would know that. I, you can, but, I, have, but, I have it on later. a spreadsheet somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's good to be back, Mark. I, I treasure these moments with you, and I, I look forward to another great game. Yeah, well, coming up next, you'll hear my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show continues live from Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as we return to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Here's your host, Mark Durant. Coming your way from courtside here at the Michelob Ultra Arena in Las Vegas for BYU and NC State in the championship game of the Vegas Showdown. Cougars and Wolfpack meeting for the fifth time all-time. BYU 0-4 against NC State. Three meetings in Raleigh, one in Provo. Last meeting came at the Marriott Center almost 19 years ago, resulted in a 72-61 NC State win. BYU comes into tonight's game at 5-0. It's the second time in the Mark Pope era that BYU has opened 5-0 or better. And the Cougs have the metrics to match. After last night's win, the Cougars moved up to 12th in the Ken Pomeroy ratings. And 
They do it doing essentially everything well right now, from shooting to rebounding to ball security to effective bench play. It really has been an ideal start to the season for head coach Mark Pope, and it's time now for my pregame conversation with the coach, presented by Zions Bank. For 150 years, Zions Bank has been serving the communities where you live, work, and play. For financial experience you can count on for the next 150 years, Zions Bank is for you. Tonight, I asked Coach Pope, What's it going to take to beat a strong 4-0 NC State team with BYU expected to be shorthanded tonight and both teams playing on a quick turnaround? When you get in tournament play um, like this is where you have uh, very little prep time, the focus is um, just being yourself the very best you can. And fortunately for us, uh, the way we play prepares us for this pretty well. We're a heavy, heavy communication defensive team, and so we rely on our guys making decisions on the floor. That's how we train, and so we don't have to have every action scouted out. Uh, they don't have to be, you know, have run through every action 50 times to be prepared to guard it um, because they've become adept at, at communicating changes in real time on the floor. Um, but it's going to be really important that we do that today. Clearly, with North Carolina State, it's just like Arizona State better uh, in terms of the pressure they exert on the ball with changing defenses in the press. Um, and so we're going to have to really work to stay on our toes, not on our heels, which we did well last night. And hopefully, we can exploit that again tonight. Um, is really, really important. And then, you know, the part of being us, we got to rebound the ball, we got to play uh, 27 by 50, um, we got to protect the ball, kind of do all the things that have made us successful so far. C State. It's a team that has low turnovers, likes to turn you over. Similar, I think, to Arizona State will press you at times. Mm -hmm. What's the key to handling that pressure, and was last night's game helpful in getting you ready for tonight? Yeah, their press is is different than Arizona State. Uh, It's not as front-loaded. Arizona State's so front-first-line loaded that when you break the first line, it feels like there's a lot of open space. Um, but it's a real challenge to get past that front line. Uh, North Carolina State spent a lot more time in man where they're just saying, hey, we're just going to square you up and turn you and turn you and try and make a play. They have a couple of players that are really adept at that. And then they'll also, uh, you know, take a shot at a trap and be more conservative behind, protecting themselves a little bit. So um, the, the, the pace of being the first line of, uh, the press and striking gold will be feel a little different. We'll kind of have to work it a little bit more, keep pace, make a second and third really forceful decision to be effective against their press. Coach, this team's playing well in a lot of metrics, doing a lot of good things. You mentioned rebounding, playing good defense, shooting the ball well from three. What are some things you're still looking for for this team to? I, I know everything you're t- always trying to get better, but what specifically are things you're concerned about? Well, we've been really blessed. You know, this is a, you know we we played great defensive teams. This is our third, essentially top 50 defensive team that we got to play against. And so, one of the things we're working about offensively is a f- real focus for us tonight is can we finish our cuts? So, when we face this kind of really heavy ball pressure. Um, can we and, and really physical guarding us off screens and a lot of switching there will be more switching tonight than we've seen so far this year can we finish our cuts even though we're getting bumped off, off our line can the next guy go and then can we maintain the integrity of the space so those are all concepts we're working on offensively we'd like to be way better at, at uh, double teaming the ball um, on the defense end you know we've monstered uh, we've double teamed the post um, most of the possessions this season with varying results, and sometimes we start to fray away at the seams. We'd like to be much tighter tonight in, in, a, in probably our biggest challenge that we have uh, guarding the post. So there's a couple areas we'd like to get better. All right. Well, good luck, Coach. Thanks. Thank you.
That's Mark Pope leading us into tonight's keys to the game. Brought to you by your local Ford stores, BYU basketball, built Ford proud. And here are my keys to tonight's uh, contest. Watching this NC State team play Vanderbilt last night. It's a pressure team, uh, a lot of full court pressure. They like to turn you over, and they take great care of the basketball. I think turnovers will be a big key tonight. And if BYU is at or lower than NC State's turnover number, that, that's a great sign for BYU. Also keep an eye on the big fella, B.J. Burns, very talented uh, inside player, Tyson. Uh, big, big guy, great footwork, and, uh, and he's a, a load without a tiki. Uh, they'll need to keep him in check. So those are my keys to the game, and as we – go to break we remind you uh to go to your bigotires.com and make an appointment of one of 50 locally owned and operated utah locations Big O tires the team you trust byu store cougar tip-off show is next live from michelob ultra arena at mandalay bay in las vegas on the new skin byu sports network This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic taste of BYU ice cream, now also in a convenient pint. Also brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Let's head live to the all-pro capital courtside seats. Here is Mark Durant. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. It's uh, Tyson Jex, Mark Durant here with you at the Michelob Ultra Arena. Second game of the Cougars' two-game Las Vegas residency. It's BYU-NC State Championship game of the Vegas Showdown. BYU's playing its first title for, for, for its first title in a regular season multi-team event since capturing the South Padre Invitational some 13 years ago. Tyson actually called that game with the great Russell Larson. We went down there. Greg was otherwise engaged and pulled off a great victory over St. Mary's, Della Vadova St. Mary's, so I remember that one well. But uh, BYU now, like I said, playing for its first championship since then. They come into the night, tonight's game at 5-0. The Wolfpack, 4-0. The, both teams are winning most of their games by comfortable margins. And this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Mark Durant, BYU Basketball Communications Director Tyson Jex with you. And for play-by-play and commentary, Greg Rebell. As we discussed earlier, is Greg, he's in Oklahoma for BYU football tomorrow, and our studio host is the great Jason Shepard, coordinating producer Terry South, our control board operator James Finlayson, and he's got Maya Tippetts and Kaylee Radford helping him out. Our BYU radio engineer is Barry Squires, and you're tuned into the new skin BYU Sports Network, led by our satellite radio flagship BYU Radio Sirius XM. 143 and over the air flagship KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're also on the BYU Radio app and BYUradio.org. Earlier this week, in meeting with the local media, head coach Mark Pope said that despite the Cougars' strong start to the season, there are many observers who still aren't sure if BYU is a good team or not. 
certainly in preseason Big 12 balloting, the league's coaches were not convinced that BYU would be a very good team this season. Cougars picked 13th among 14 teams, and Coach, Sh- Coach Pope said this week that the Vegas showdown is just the latest opportunity to show the people that BYU does have a good team and a team worth paying attention to. So there's a little bit of a chip on this team's shoulder, and so far this season, the underdog mentality has paid off with some dominant performances. Yeah, the, I mean, it, yeah, they've, they've been really impressive. I know people may say, well, look who they've played, right, before prior coming to Vegas, but they have. They're one of two teams in the Big 12 that has a win over ranked opponent. And I, to my, to my thinking and my perspective, Mark, is the best teams out there are the ones that don't care what other people say. Like, yeah, they, they definitely think about being picked 13th, and you want to you show the nation you're better than that, but it's all internal. You don't hear the guys talking about, oh, this, I mean, we're going to show people, hey, we're just going to go, we're going to play our style of basketball, and we're going to go and win. Because that's how you get people's attention. That's how you show them that they were wrong. And Tyson, you know these players and coaches as well as anyone. What would you say are already some of the defining characteristics of this group? And even though they haven't been a big part of the Encore product yet, how have the newcomers uh, been incorporated into a very veteran group? Yeah, and I think uh, one of the finding characteristics is uh, Trevor Nell. He might have mentioned with you and Greg last night. He mentioned it in a other media interview yesterday was the fact that this team is special. There's not, there's not any egos on the team right now. They all want to win, and so they'll do anything to win, right? Your leading scorers coming off the bench, Jackson Robinson. And, and, and to the newcomers, you know, Marcus Adams, he, he joined late in the fall, but he's... He's integrating himself. You know, he's the youngest player on the team, but the the veterans are finding ways to include him. Miali Khalifa uh, and Dawson Baker, when they get fully healthy, I think are going to be an integral part, right? You've, everybody's seen what Ali did at Charlotte. Um, and I don't think Dawson Baker gets as much credit for what he's going to bring to the team. Um, even though he played for UC Irvine, like, he's going to be that guy that gets the hard basket. Like, I watched his brother Dusty play at Weber State. And so, I mean, I, I just know what type of player and the, the Bakers are. Well, Tyson, coming up after the break, more from Las Vegas. We get set for BYU and NC State in the championship game of the Vegas Showdown. BYU star Cougar tip-off show continues after this, live from Michelob Ultra Arena in Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the BYU store Cougar tip-off show. Let's take you courtside and join Mark Durant. This is the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show as we get get you set for BYU and NC State from the Vegas Showdown. Cougars undefeated, playing out of the Big 12, excuse me, the Wolfpack undefeated, uh, out of the ACC. Let's take a closer look at tonight's opponent, the Wolfpack of NC State. They go to... Tonight's game with an 84-78 win over Vanderbilt last night here in Las Vegas. Wolfpack led by as many as 17 points in the second half before holding on for the sixth-point victory. Uh, the Wolfpack play only one freshman. He was the best player on the floor for NC State last night. Dennis Parker Jr. had a career-high 18 points and nine rebounds. Fellow guard Jaden Taylor also had 18 for head coach Kevin Keats. NC State's a solid 54th in Ken Palm coming into the day. They're one of the best teams in the country when it comes to ball security. They're top 65 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. They make their free throws. And Wolfpack are one of the most experienced teams in college basketball. They rank 14th in Division I experience, an average of almost three seasons per player. Tyson, a lot of ways the Wolfpack mirror BYU's strength, but BYU is the best team NC State will have played so far this season. 
Yeah, and I mean, obviously the the, the numbers say that, right? But I, I think a, a key point of NC State, you look at what they've done is, and now I kind of gauge a good team, is how have you done against the lesser opponents? And they've taken care of those lesser opponents. You know, Vanderbilt did put up a fight near the end of that game, made it a little bit closer than it should have been. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they've, they've played well. It's, uh, I mean, obviously Burns is where the offense goes through, but um, I, mean, I think it'll be a good test for both teams to kind of figure out where they're at. Uh, good stuff, Tyson. BYU fans, if you've had any cars on the injured reserve list, Doug Smith-Kia has some promising new prospects on their lot in American Fort. To see the full scattering report, visit DougSmithKia.com. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on right after this live from Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Here is Mark Durant. Well, welcome back to the Vegas Showdown. The championship game is coming up shortly. Tyson, now you have encyclopedic knowledge of BYU and stats and uh, have more knowledge maybe than anybody out there. But, you know, BYU's now played in five straight games with 10-plus three-pointers for the first time in almost four years. How how impressive is that, and how rare is that for a team to be doing what BYU is doing on the floor right now? It's really impressive. Um, I mean, Coach Pope talking in the summer and in the fall was, hey, we want to shoot and make a lot of three-pointers, and it sounds good, but in the past few years, I mean, they ha- they, they've just kind of been – they've had some really highs and lows, so for them to make it five in a row against – I mean, it doesn't matter who you're playing. you still got to shoot, and you got to make the, the shots, right? Um, especially like the, the game that sticks out to me is San Diego State. Like coach, uh, their coach said if they make, BYU makes 10 three-pointers, we're going to lose. And so they did, and they, they beat San Diego State. Um, and if you look at like, the last year they did it, that was the 2019-20 team that was going to be a high seed before COVID set the season out. And that, that team had some of the best shooters in, in the, 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 the most recent past, right? You have Jake Toulson, TJ Haas, Yoli Childs, right? So, for what these guys are doing is just so impressive. There's been a pretty rapid uh, change of perception, I think, about this BYU team. You mentioned uh, the Big 12 has picked them t- towards the bottom. Uh, and, and this was a team that I think that people had a lot of questions about coming into this season. Didn't it play poorly last year, but maybe not where they wanted to be. So, you, you see the Big 12. You've seen some early results. You mentioned uh, one of them. But uh, how do you see at this point where BYU now fits in with, uh, with the best basketball conference out there, the Big 12? I, mean, I, I still think you look at the Big 12 and you see, man, like they're so, the, the teams are really, really good, right? Like Kansas looks good. The, the top-tier teams, Baylor beat Florida today. They look really good. But if people looking at BYU and they're like, holy moly. Right, like this team is the same team as last year. You had Trevin Dillon, right? But like, ninety-eight percent of the scoring this year was on the they're on the roster last year. That doesn't happen in college basketball anymore. So there's something to say that these guys have played with each other. They played in Europe this this uh, in August with each other. So the thing is, they have they, they know they they pretty much know they're going to play like. So I think that gives them an edge going into the Big Twelve, where there's not a lot of schools that have the same roster. They have so much turnover. You know, I mean, like BYU returned nine or ten at Letterman from last year. So yes, there's going to be some ups and downs. I mean, I, I think we're all on this high right now. We're five and zero. We're going to go undefeated. You know, get the banner ready. But there's going to be some high lows. But I think how this team is going to stick together just because they know each other so well. Yeah, I, I think this is a unique game, and then NC State's so similar to BYU in that 
continuity, which is so rare in college basketball. All right, starting lineups and tip-off of BYU and NC State are coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.